Hi, I'm James. I'm Kyle. I'm Mitch. And I'm Jeff. And I'm Pop Stupid. This is a podcast where we find a movie that everyone in the world has seen, except Jeff. We ask about what he knows, and then watch the film to fill in the blanks. Tonight's movie, Stand By Me. Jeffrey. Yes. What is this movie about? Um, according to your Plex server, 88 minutes long. Um, <laughs> it's also about four young children who are apparently coming of age. Okay. Um, I, I know that Not there is a dead body that's being poked with a stick. How do you know that? And there's a train. Uh-huh. What do you know and about the train? That's it. <laughs> okay, so you know that there's four kids. There's four kids. There's a train, and the train, I think, is about to hit one of the kids. Okay. And there's a dead body that they're going to go find and poke with a stick. Okay. Who do you think's in it? Oh, well, that I know. There's Will Wheaton, there's River Phoenix, and that's it. Uh, and that's it, huh? For who I know. I think I, don't know who the I other think two you'll kids be surprised are. to find yeah. out who the chubby kid is. There's yeah. a couple uh, of extra people there that you'll uh, Well, yeah, I know there's two other kids that I don't know. But I do know yeah. Will Wheaton and River Phoenix. Okay. So among others. Among others, yes. So what's the main premise of this movie? Um, I think it's a summer vacation type thing. Like they're out of school and looking for something to do. And I think one of them says, Hey, you want to see a dead body? And then they go on this trek to go see the dead body. And along the way, I guess they grow as individuals or something. Okay. Movie done. <laughs> we can go home now. <laughs> well, I mean, we do still have to watch this and then talk about it after the fact. But, yeah. uh, so you know that river <clears throat> Phoenix and will Wheaton is in this. Yes. Was it good for their career? Yes. Because Will Wheaton, at the very least, went on to do TNG shortly thereafter. And what um, is TNG? The Next Generation of Star Trek. Oh, that's right. That little that little show. That little show that nobody except the most hipsterish of sci-fi people has ever seen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, it's kind of obscure these days. I mean, yeah. you have to realize that we're probably talking to an audience of people younger than 30. I think that's a little optimistic. <laughs> I think um, it's a little optimistic that there be an audience. <laughs> Fair enough. All three okay. listeners out there, we appreciate you being loyal. Yes. Three. Please. My, my mom's not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's here's the big question, though, about these this movie specifically. Where's the cultural significance? Uh, what is the cultural significance? I've seen this referenced multiple times. That's where I got the dead body in the train thing. Mm -hmm. Also, I follow Will Wheaton on Twitter. And you kids want to see a dead body? Well, it launched, it launched Will Wheaton. Wheaton. It launched Will Wheaton's career, and River Phoenix, I think, also got a big boost out of this, too. Because he was pretty oh, wow. active for a while until I think it was drugs that he died from. Or maybe it was suicide. I can't Maybe. honestly remember. Well, there's no possible way for us to know. Well, there is, but you won't let me turn on my computer <laughs> because it makes too much noise. Right. <laughs> this is a good movie. Okay. Well, generally, I've heard that it's a good movie. I've heard it's a very pivotal role type movie. So then, what do you think? Will you like it? Probably. All right. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to watch Stand By Me, and then we'll yeah. be back and we'll talk about it. 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. So we just watched Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was very memorable. I remember it well as a kid watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I owe my fiance an apology because when she said, what are you watching tonight? I was like, hey, we're going to watch Stand By Me. And she's like, oh, John Cusack. And I was like, what are you talking about? Of course he was in that movie. Yeah, did not remember that John Cusack was in that movie. I mean, to be fair, he's in like two scenes. So. Right. Yeah, but how countless mm-hmm. pictures, countless pictures. He Most people remember him from the third scene, though. At the table? No, it's a joke because that was the one where he was in a coffin. Oh, I yeah. That might have been what you were referring to, but it was so removed from reality that I just wasn't sure. Oh, well. That's I still have up. no idea what he's talking about. The third flashback when they're at the funeral. Was the coffin being Was lowered. the coffin being lowered with John Cusack's character inside it. Supposedly. So the joke was everybody remembers him from that third scene. Now, how can we really he's call actually that? not in it? Ah, here you go. How do you know he's in it? Because oh, it wasn't God. a flashback. It was a dream. It was probably a combination thereof. So anyway, <laughs> Jeffrey. Yes. Did you like it? Yes, it was a good film. Told you he'd like it. I thought he might have. <laughs> Well, it's particularly interesting because now that I'm getting older, I'm actually finding that I've been traipsing back into memories in a very similar way to what the main character in this movie was doing. You know, like I've gone back to where I used to live in various places and thought about people I haven't thought about in a very, very, very long time that I haven't seen in forever and all that kind of stuff. Being nostalgic. Is this just yes. you simply reminding yourself of details from your life because your memory's starting to fade because you're so goddamn old? I'm so old. There's possibly some aspect of that, but more likely it's re-examination of my life through a different lens since my experiences have fundamentally changed me as an individual. That was a very well-worded response. Wow. Yeah, that's, this is I have, too surreal I have, I have no retort. <laughs> Boom! Goes the dynamite. I'm here Soul for f***ing dick and fart show. Right? <laughs> Come he on. Just, he just mic dropped me. You're getting, you're getting a little too real here. Let's, let's tone it back. Let's yeah. talk about best and worst. What was your favorite part of the movie, Jeffrey? Oh, um, that's actually a difficult one. Well, all right. While you think about that, Kyle... Uh, it for me, honestly, it was the most well acted part of the movie, and it was the scene with uh, River Phoenix play. Or he was uh, on guard, yeah, that night, and yeah. it was when he was crying and telling him about how everybody treats him like shit. And granted, I mean, the dumb shit was like they never asked me if I stole it. Well, did you steal it? Yeah, I stole it. I stole. <laughs> Okay, you can't be sad about that shit, but it was like the way he got into it made me really like care for his character, which is yep. why I was so upset at the end to find out he got f-ing stabbed in the throat in Mickey D's. Yeah, Academy Award. God yeah. damn it. Really good acting in that scene. How about you, Mitch? Uh, I, you know, I kind of got to go with Kyle, but um, there was one scene in particular that always stands out in my mind, and that's that's the scene when they're crossing the um, the bridge, the bridge and the train is coming. And that is like such a metaphor for like what was going on with them at the time. Everything was a train wreck, you know, Mm -hmm. and the journey and everything was haphazardly planned. And, you know, it was like, that was the culmination of, Oh shit right there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, 
that was probably the the thing that stood out the most in my mind. How about Other you, than Joe? that Kyle scene that what Kyle was describing was fantastically acted. Yeah, both of those scenes definitely. But I think I really liked the phrasing and framing when they found the body. Because James had actually read the full line from the original novella right. that was uh, about when they found the body. And there was a lot of impact to that. You know, he wasn't sleeping. He wasn't... He wasn't sick. He was dead. Right. And there's a certain finality that went with that. And I thought that was actually really well written. And having it in the neighbor's voice while the kids were around it, right. I think, made for a very excellent scene in that regard. How about you, James? Yeah. Boy, the most, the most memorable scene in this movie was the leeches. For, yeah. For whatever reason, that one stuck with me since I saw this movie as a kid. You know, yeah. when he's reaching into his underoos and he pulls out a big fat leech and bloody fingers and then just passes out. Right. It has an effect. It's hard to call it my favorite scene because it's not like I'm like, yeah, leeches. <laughs> it's the most impactful <laughs> scene. But Millions it, of leeches. It definitely less, left it's a lasting me. impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, was, here's here's a question that your favorite scenes. What was your what was your least favorite scene this entire movie? I mean, I really didn't like the hoodlum kids, which mm -hmm. I mean, it was intentional to not like the hoodlum kids, but it was so seemingly over the top stereotypical. We we're a bunch of. Yeah. Youths. Faggot. Used faggot a couple <clears throat> of times. I noticed. Yeah, they yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. And many, many other parts of anatomies and interactions thereof. Yeah. It's yeah. funny to hear what uh, insults were big in the 50s. Cockknocker. Yeah, I'm going to use that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jeff. Most of the stuff involving the big kids in the gang, it's like, it's so over the top there bashing mailboxes with baseball bats and doing ritual scarification for their right. gang for and it's gang. like and their gang is the cobras it's like dude you don't have tattoos where you are come on yeah well it is castle rock eh. it is castle rock i'd have to say my my least favorite scene i said this during the movie was uh when will wheaton was trying to cry and she's mm. like oh it was just like it was like I know you said crying's ugly, and believe me, I know, but this was just just bad. Crying is ugly. But other than that, like... Also, impressive child acting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of these people yeah, were very young, and they actually did a pretty good job, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So, which character is your favorite out of all the characters? It's probably going to be one of the main four, but Mitch, <laughs> your favorite character. Uh, the fat kid was my favorite character. We all know that he grew up to become a very skinny kid. Sliders, man. Yeah. Did he do anything other than sliders? Is Nobody asked you for your opinion. Right, we're not talking to you. So the answer would be no. <laughs> I mean, he also did other movies that were just like total shit bombs. But right. yeah. he kind of feels like low-rent Patrick Bateman. Funnier. Funnier than Patrick Bateman. Uh Okay, so Fat Kid was your favorite. Any qualifications there or just? Uh, no, uh, honestly, like they all really acted their asses off, including him. He was very young at that age, but 
was able to know enough to play the douchey fat kid, whether he was acting the part or that's what he really was at the point mm. at that point. It, it, but it, he, he did an extremely good job at making you feel that way. And if somebody could give you douche chills, that means that they're pulling off their best acting job. So fair enough. How about you, Kyle? I would have to say there are moments like when river Phoenix just killed it. But I think that uh, who sold it for me, it's going to be Will Wheaton's character. Uh, Will just Wheaton. Be, yeah, Will Wheaton. Just because of the scene with the gun where he pulls the gun out to protect his friend in the dead body. And he just like <laughs> stone cold look on his face. He's like, I'm, are you going to shoot all of us? No, I'm just going to shoot you. I was like, just you. I was like, look at the stones on that leech bitten kid's sack. <laughs> Like, he knows that if he were to shoot him, all the other kids would run away. Right? He was like, I'm cutting the head off the snake, literally and figuratively. Yeah, even if he just shot him in the shoulder, they'd still freak out and split. Character was just super smart. I like head and shoulders smarter than everybody. How about you, Jeff? You got an answer yet? Yeah, it's River Phoenix. Okay. Um, I like the River Phoenix character the most. I identify the most with the Will Wheaton character. Hmm. Not necessarily the whole brother dying and parents not caring about you, but, you know, the similar Hmm. sort of being that awkward gangly type and not really having an idea of who you really are. Well, I think for, for the, you know, whole ensemble, I would say that my favorite was probably Corey Feldman. Uh, Um, Just because he really feels like a damaged kid. You don't hmm. really know if, if he's genuinely suicidal, as he says, I'm going to dodge the train or if he really believes that he, is going to dodge the train or whatever and how he completely loses his shit when somebody talks ill about his father who nearly killed him. Mm -hmm. You know, he feels genuinely broken and it's a very compelling character there. Corey Feldman, he, he kind of killed that role. Like he really did. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, comparatively to the other major broken character that stood out for me, which was the dad, uh, Will Wheaton's dad, Mm. the dad just came off as like, bitter and cruel well i mean we didn't need to build the dad's character yeah when anywhere when when your kid dies i mean yeah but i mean you you already had the whole golden child thing going on with the older kid you know Mm. he was the football star he was he was the perfect person and he dies and then his younger son is even more worthless in his eyes and that's just rough so, um, would you actually watch this a second time, Jeffrey? I could see that. Sure. How about you guys? Since you watched this a second time, does it still hold up? Is it better, worse now that you've matured a little bit since the last time you saw it? I thought that, um, <laughs> as I was watching it, my thought was, you may disagree, but, uh, my thought was, was, wow, how well this movie has actually aged. It was the cinematography was good. The music was good. Yeah, and even the pacing was pretty okay, which as you go back and watch older movies, sometimes they have trouble with... um, You get the drag factor. Yeah, you know, anything... I I didn't have that. Yeah. Well, okay, the last time I watched this movie, I was probably closer to the age of the kids in it. It's been a very long time for me, so viewing it now, I definitely feel like it resonates a lot more because... Much like the the author who's telling the story, I can, you know, see why these things are memorable and see why these things are important to remember. So, 
it uh, it had more impact now than it did the first time I saw it. It's one of those, just like when you read a book for the second time, you get different things from it. And being older, having seen this movie now, again, like like you said, I was probably in the same situation where I was like 12 when I saw it. The movie, it, it tells you, or at least it told me different things this time around. Like, I never really paid attention to just how broken each one of these kids are uh, and, and how their lives turn differently. And it's kind of what really drew me into the River Phoenix character this time. Because before it was just like, yeah, he's your best friend, he's your buddy. Now, other than the very sort of like, well, you guys are going to end up married one day together, vibes I was getting, the movie, like just watching him pull himself out of it was kind of inspirational. So yeah, I think I probably got more from this this time around than the first time where I just was like, oh, it's a bunch of kids going to look at a dead body. Now we get to play, was this movie as popular as we think it was? First, who's got an idea of what it cost? I purposely did not look this time. There you go. Oh, I'm going to guess in the low millions. Like I, I'm, I'm going to go for 5 million. Okay. God, I'm going to you know I'm going to go for a solid 2 million. 2 million? Mitch? Uh Jeff took my answer, so I'll say 4 million. Okay. Well, uh, according to prices right rules, Jeff is the winner. This movie did cost 8 million dollars. Oh. Now, oh. how much did it generate in the box office? Uh, I'm going to say 35. I am going to say 36. Mitch? Mitch is going to say $1. 27 27 mil. This movie generated $52.3 million. Wow. Yeah. Quite a success. It was quite a success. This is a hugely impactful film. Uh, It's referenced quite a bit, as we've all seen. So All over the place. It's one of those that's part of the public consciousness. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely, definitely worthy of Pop Stupid. It's also one of those movies that didn't win the Oscar, I believe, for Best Picture, but definitely overshadowed the winner. Right. Well, you know, it's the Oscars. So talking about how this movie was made, any, uh, any things to complain about? I mean, this is a pretty solid film, so it's pretty hard to gripe about production values anybody got no uh, costuming no. And, and vehicles and stuff like that it wasn't very hard to to you know portray the time period or anything so right no there wasn't and, a whole lot of uh and the acting was spot on the cinematography was quite good so yeah, yeah i yeah. mean this is going to be a hard one because we don't really have a lot to pick apart so usually it's the movies where there isn't just greatness that end up being funny yeah it, it's it is funny usually when there's some sort of conflict between us going on is what's when it you know is when we have i what i would consider successful show obviously but when we come across movies that are just hand hands down fantastic it's hard to it's hard to create the funny juxtapositions and stuff like that right yeah. and and on paper this movie's plot is Pretty simple, honestly. Sure. It's, you know, four kids go out to see a dead body. And then it's the stuff that happens along the way. The journey is the destination. Mm-hmm. So right. it's... Uh, I, I could find one thing that I could complain about. I okay. feel like the the storekeeper, when um, the Will Wheaton character was going out and getting provisions, I feel like that was kind of forced to make the character think back about stuff. Because 
he's in this store with a guy behind the counter and the guy behind the counter is talking about things like how he lost his friend in Korea and did you ever play football? So it was pretty much set up to, hey kid, you probably had somebody in your life who died and played football. Who was that? We're leading into a flashback now. Uh, he he I mean, literally called it. He literally said, you're this kid's brother, right? Sorry to hear about what happened. Oh, I missed that part. That okay, was, that was how he basically started talking to him. He's like, hey, yeah. you're you're his little okay, brother. My I'm bad. Really sorry. Trying to create the trope. And, okay. that's, and that's when he was just like, yeah, no, I lost a brother. He's like, and that was. OK, never mind. So that was completely my bad. Then I, it think works it was, out just fine. I think it was some old dude just trying to make conversation Whoa. with a kid. And, yeah, okay, I, so it was our, just to make him. Well, you had a complaint during the movie about their uh, trigger discipline. Well, yeah, but their <laughs> none kids, of those kids have the... trigger discipline. <laughs> no, man, all their fingers were inside the you know the trigger card. Bad boys, you shoot your friends. In the well, face. and and worse yet, I mean, you got to see, you got to see all four of them. You had the army guy who was all like, "Yeah, army," and then you had. The scared fat kid that you handed a forty-five to. Yeah. This is an unwise life choice. Seems Burn. like, yeah, there's regrets to be had there. Yeah. Did you notice that the only person you didn't see standing watch was the author? Yes. Hmm. It's probably you know a hippie pinko pacifist who's also, like, I don't like guns. Guns are evil. Me me me. I I have to admit, I don't quite grasp the deer. You mean that the... was his perfect moment on his adventure. I understood it. Okay. Because when I'm on an adventure, I am always looking for a perfect moment. Okay. I can tell a story very similar to that, except for it's not a deer. He said hmm. he wanted to keep it to himself, didn't he? He's like, No, yeah, he, he, he didn't tell anyone until yeah. he wrote it down that very second. Yeah. Right. Also, as soon as that happened, I was like, welcome to anywhere, Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to my backyard, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much uh, it's like, oh, you saw a deer. So what? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. We have three or four of them wandering through our backyard on an eye on constant basis. There goes a deer. Just, yeah, just a deer wandering through the back. neighborhood. Yeah. So perhaps that's the reason why I didn't quite grasp that. <laughs> like, so what? It's a fucking deer. We see him all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's... Fuck that deer. You got a gun. You know what to do. I was actually wondering if he was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I shot that deer I between think they the had eyes. The gun in the scene, laying there on the track like that on purpose to make you think that he might. Mm. But uh, he never even considered it, did he? Nope. Gosh, there was, there was something I remember being wrong with that junkyard scene, too. Chopper sick balls. Sick balls. Ch- did you see in the credits that Chopper's real name was Popeye? <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The dog's name was Popeye? Yep. Dog's name was Popeye. Yeah, that dog's dead. Hmm. Yeah. Also, dude, Jesus. Also, he was like a golden retriever. And actually, they made a point of that in the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, you expect a Rottweiler or a Doberman or one of these right. classically Something nasty, deep. horrible dogs. and German Shepherd. It's just some golden retriever that the guy's <laughs> got that immediately just starts rolling around and being all like i like people you know how to you notice how the guy only really got pissed off after they started taunting his dog yes well yeah that's just not something you <laughs> they do. ran up he wasn't pissed off like oh you were in my junkyard oh you were doing this he's like you're making fun of my dog stop it the dog just was like oh and then laid down in front of the fence like this is cool i have had uh similar encounters when i was a kid also 
roaming around the forest of Long Island. Also, the loony. <laughs> he doesn't call the guy crazy. He doesn't call him thing insane. He calls him a loony. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that sets the kid off. Yeah. Well, how'd you like it if somebody said your dad was a loony? Yeah. He, he is a little crazy, but that's okay. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's not is in that an comfortable? Asylum. Yeah. So this episode has been mostly nonsense and rambling, which is fine every now and then. It was then. a good movie. We can't bullshit right. and riff because there's nothing Snatch. to riff on. It's got Snatch problems. The same problem with Snatch. We couldn't. Yeah. Well, there was still stuff to point out in that and chat about. Yeah. I mean, Snatch, there was things to pick at, but stand by me. This is a classic. It's a defining film of our generation. Well, I, and the, I and the figured tone, out a hole in the movie. The tone of Snatch was such that you could... It did have more levity. It had more levity to it, whereas cool. this is a very cerebral and serious movie, even in its seemingly childish presentation, which I would like to state for a fact, why were you people watching this film at 12 years old? Because it was a different time back then. Not that different. Because some was, of us had was, parents that loved us. I know. I lived through most of the people who were who actually on this podcast's eras. Mm. I can't imagine seeing Will Wheaton sitting there and saying, you know, suck my big fat one <laughs> was exactly something that your parents were like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Or Corey Feldman, I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your neck. Yeah. It was a different time. It was sir. a different time. I don't uh-huh. even think, I think it was. And by, by different time, you mean 11 o'clock at night while you were watching Showtime while your parents were asleep in the other room so they didn't know you were watching it? That wasn't yeah, but you had to watch it through the weird wavy watching. lines. <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, you, you were going to see a boob, but it was going to be all in like in the upper right-hand corner with the lines across right. it. Actually, Kyle did have one good joke that he made that he hasn't said yet. And he said, you know, this is a prequel movie, right? And you were like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were like, a prequel? Prequel what? And he said, oh, this is the prequel to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> well, it's like right when he was uh, comforting him and uh, Will Wheaton was like not he was like doing his cry, not cry. And he's like, I got his arm around him. He's like, I got you, buddy. And I was like, this is about to get real gay. <laughs> See, and that is an interesting interpretation, which I assume was not intended in the original movie, was that it really kind of came off po- a little partially because partially because the character that River Phoenix was playing was somebody who had a deep empathy for other people. I mean, that was a thread through the entire movie. He got stabbed in a um, fast food restaurant because he was trying to break up a fight, because he was trying to save people. He was being a hero. Well, here's a a little bit of uh, Oregonian history for you guys who don't know. The Chambers are a huge name in Oregon. Like, so when he's saying, oh, Chambers, blah, 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 like Chambers, Chambers Street in... Eugene, like Eugene owes a lot to the chambers. So hmm. it's actually was hinting at the growth of that family. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's a family. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a big deal. Um, but the one hole, the one hole I found in this movie is four kids go on an adventure and the fat kid didn't remember food. No, I call straight bullshit. That kid would have had a Twinkie stuffed somewhere where no one would find it. I know I've been the fat kid in that group. Yeah, Yeah, probably backpack with Doritos or something. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Doritos and Mountain Dew. Oh, did you bring anything? No, I didn't bring anything. It was the 50s. Crunch, have Doritos or Mountain Dew. No, but they would have had, like, potato chips. That kid would have brought a bag of potato chips. Like, oh, no, I didn't bring anything for anybody but me. Mm. And it's like, you know, a box of Twinkies, potato chips, two liter of soda. (laughs) 
And how, how smart is the unbelievable things, you know, when you think about how it. smart is the 12 year old when they get all their money together, who's just like, all right, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get us some shit. And he's like, yeah, I'd like four Cokes and a pound of ground beef, please. And, and hamburger like, buns. Yeah. And hamburger and shit yeah. never would have occurred to me. I would have been like, all right, so hot dogs, I guess eh, they can eat it straight. Uh, yeah, maybe some chips and some soda. Like, it never would have occurred to me to get something that you'd actually, like, need to legitimately cook. You gotta understand, it was a different time. Oh, my God. <laughs> they they literally did not have packaged food like we have it right now. Not in the volumes they, that we right, had it, they, yeah. No way at all. Everything was, like, boiled or cooked over an open fire like that. Skillet style. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. it. It that's was, that, that's hey, all the man. Hey, hey, Kyle. Yeah, it was a different time. Oh my it god, different. it was a different time. It was a different time, guys. Guys, hmm? yeah. I think it was a different time. Oh, totally. Yeah. What time was it? It was it, different. It, it was, was different. It was, it was a diff- different. Hey, hey, it was a different time. Knock knock. Okay. Who, who's, who's there? A different time. Uh, <laughs> a, di- a different time. Who? <laughs> It was uh, a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that was a very good lead in and you missed it. I didn't miss anything. I purposely did not do it. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a great lead in. Knock, knock. Uh, who's no, there? I can no. feel it in the air. You guys are waiting for it. So you don't can get it tonight. <laughs> not happening. Anyways. Uh, move along. Knock, well, knock, who's there? It was a different time. It was a different time. Who? Hey, we're not doing that anymore. Ah! Uh! Uh, All right, so Goonies it is. Next week, we watch Goonies. It's a slightly more fanciful coming-of-age journey. Cindy mm-hmm. Lauper, everyone. Definitely Cindy more fanciful. Yep, and uh, perhaps more than a little bit of a racist er- Asian stereotype. Well, yeah, but you can get that from most of the Indiana Jones movies, too. Yeah, you can. Isn't that the yeah. kid from Isn't that the same kid? Yeah, Might be. <laughs> So anyway, this has been Pop Stupid. We watched Stand By Me, and it was good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Anyway, I've been James. I'm still Kyle. I used to be Mitch. And I'm Jeff, and I'm a little less Pop Stupid. This has been a production of the Discord Engineering Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. We offer early releases of new episodes, bonus episodes, our favorite clips from the cutting room floor, and a monthly Q&A. We'll also be taking requests for the movies you'd like to see us talk about only on our Patreon. Our shows exist thanks to the support from our listeners. So consider stopping by www.patreon.com discordengineering and help us make others a little less pop-stupid.